You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents, which you can also access in text form at cortezcurrents.ca. Uh, it was a beautiful time, you know, there's these blips in history and you don't realize that when it's happening, how special it is. And today we have a Cortez Currents mini feature, a farewell to Trudas Cafe. On the afternoon of February 9th, 2022, Welltown neighbors near the Robertson Welltown intersection were alarmed by an unusual sight. The old Trudas Cafe building was on fire. Currents contacted Cortez Fire Department Board Chair Chris Walker, who confirmed via email that the fire was intentional, not accidental. However, the fire department was not notified in advance and did receive a call from a concerned neighbor. A fire truck was sent to the scene, but took no action after the situation was explained. The site has subsequently been cleared as part of a plan for expansion of the Gorge Harbor Resort facilities. Trudas Cafe has not been open for a few years now, but it played a central role in the social life of Whaletown for two decades, from the late 90s to the early 20-teens, and is fondly remembered by many islanders. Master baker, Truda Albright Sweeney, was trained in Austria and produced world-class pastries and cakes. She and her husband Sedley were longtime members of the Cortez community, active in local affairs, and much loved. A potluck in their honor in 2005 was one of the biggest social events of that year and also served as the launch of the Center for Cortez Self-Sufficiency, a co-op dedicated to cultivating and preserving local skills and knowledge. This cooperative volunteer organization managed the cafe for several years. Truda still reigns as the Queen of Cortez during Cortez Day celebrations in the summer. In the colder months, the cafe was a warm and cozy gathering place for neighbors. In the summer, it hosted potlucks, outdoor pizza baking in a wood-fired cob oven, and an annual music festival. Guest chefs would cook special dinners featuring international cuisine, sometimes raising funds for community projects. Truda's cakes and pastries were famous, not just locally. They also attracted summer visitors. Lovna Harvey agreed to be interviewed to share some of her memories of Trudas Cafe in its golden age. So Trudas Cafe was open right from the very first year we moved here, which was back in 2002. And I remember going into the cafe. At the time, it was behind the building. So, of course, you'll remember when, you know, the entrance to the cafe was in the front of the building. But when we very first moved here, you had to go around the back. And there was like a little room in the back in some seating area outside. And there was a really steep staircase, more like a ladder, where Truda would go up and down carrying these gorgeous cakes. You know, I remember just being petrified that Truda was going to drop one of these beautiful cakes on her way down this ladder. And the thing I think I remember the most, what made me 
fall in love with Truda, for lack of a better word, was hearing her singing. You know, you could just hear her singing kind of operatic Austrian songs in the kitchen. And she just took such pride and love in the creation of these really incredible Austrian baked goods, right? Which mostly were beautiful cakes. Like she's just like the premier cake maker. Truda's appreciation for fine baked goods began early in life. I grew up in Vienna and I say, and I tell the truth, I know what a cake supposed to taste like. Every morning for my birthday, I woke up and there was a whole cake just for me. My mother made a, wow. and she was a good baker and I know just exactly what they're supposed to taste like. My wedding cakes. The first one, my daughter got married in uh, 1980. And I said, hey, why should I buy a cake? I know how to make cakes. So I made a wedding cake. And when I made the first layer, you know, I said, oh, that's boring. So I made each layer of different cake all the way up to the top. Wow. And that's how I made my wedding cakes ever <gasps> since. And it tastes better. It's <laughs> really good, you know. Wow. Chocolate, lemon, walnut was the first cake. She was just so incredible. And so as I got to know her, you know, just the stories and then, and Sedley would be there a lot. So Sedley, of course, was her husband, her third husband, in fact, her first two husbands predeceased her. And then Sedley also predeceased her. But, but Sedley would come in and, and then there started to be this energy. And we ended up creating through conversations with Truda and Sedley and their love of of sustainability and self-sufficiency and Sedley's experiences in Tibet. And we created the Cortez Self-Sufficiency Cooperative. He did have a book. Like I remember this little coil notebook, you know, just produced at Staples, just with a little coil binding that was this guild and it was you know who was a beekeeper who knew how to garden who knew how to weld who knew how to do all these different skills and and that was really what he wanted to do but then it led to this bigger conversation about how we could make that whole building be the center of this Cortez self-sufficiency cooperative and there was then there was a cob oven that was built out the back and there was gardening that was happening there and a greenhouse and and so we somehow crammed these two kind of enterprises Trudas Cafe and the Cortez Self-Sufficiency Cooperative into like one thing. So we actually, through the cooperatives, started to run the cafe because Truda was never very business-minded, you know? She just did it out of love. And her dream was to actually have a cafe where no one paid anything. You do, No, you just paid what you wanted. You just came in and you got a piece of cake and if you could only give a dollar, you gave a dollar. And if you could give $10, you gave $10. And that was her dream. And she had been to a cafe like that one time in her life. And it left such an impression on her that she wanted for it to be that way. That's what I always wanted it. That's my favorite memory too. It's a place where people could come and just 
stay and talk, you know, no place you have to buy a cup of coffee and leave, you know, you can, it's a place for meeting. That's what I wanted. That's what all uh, Viennese cafes are like. They are places to meet, you know. Quite often, a cafe, certain type of people meet in that cafe, like writers and musicians, you know. They all have their own little cafe. We would have lots of events. It was like a real, you know, like gathering place, for lack of a better word, of of community so we would have like someone would put on a dinner and you know they would give the cafe or the self-sufficiency cooperative like you know 20 percent of the proceeds and they would keep 80 percent of the proceeds and so there were some mexican gals who were staying with me for a, a while and they put on a bunch of beautiful mexican dinners and then we would have some concerts out behind the music festival was there for a few years I remember one beautiful event we hosted, like honoring Truda and Sedley, and like the whole community came out and we had this massive potluck outside in the grassy area behind. Yeah, just music and dancing and kids and just so, so much community. It was really a community gathering place for Whale Town. You know, mostly for me, it's just like, it was like the feeling of 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 being there community with the children happily playing outside or in this cute little playroom that truda we had made with this like little door and and you know hearing truda singing and delicious cake you know beautiful coffees and yeah just the the feeling of 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 being you know being held in community and I remember like my daughter Asha did like a little apprenticeship with Truda where she went and they would bake together, you know, two mornings a week and Asha would help run the cafe. And that was really formative for Asha, you know, just having that experience so close to home, but also to be able to have that mentorship from a senior who was so just grounded in like a higher principle you know she was never she's never petty truda she she doesn't hold on to anything i went over there the other day and said to her well what do you think about the cafe being gone you know i'm screaming of course because she's very very deaf now and she's like oh well it was a really old building that's you know things move on like no attachment yeah i didn't see it being torn down okay actually I don't have any attachment to the building. The woman has no attachment to anything. It's really amazing. Sadly, all good things do come to an end, even Truda's cafe. Truda herself, the Queen of Cortez, is finally abdicating. I'm leaving, probably for good, the end of... uh, April, I think. No. Listen, I'm 88. <laughs> I would like to live with my kids. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm moving to Rochester, New York. That's what happens, you know. When you get older, you have to figure your priorities. The online version of this article at cortezcurrents.ca includes a brief video of the fire in progress and also some 
historical and nostalgic pictures from Trudeau's Café. I'd like to thank Kate Madigan for sharing the audio file of her recent interview with Truda, and thanks also to Lovna Harvey for sharing her memories. Truda's 89th birthday is coming up soon, and there's a plan afoot to throw her a memorable birthday and bon voyage party. Contact Lovna if you'd like to be a part of that. Just a reminder, the views and opinions heard on this program are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, its staff, its membership, or any granting agency, but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. And as always, thanks for listening.